This Water News with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, it's time for Water News with Steve Baker. Steve, um, I'm having that springtime feeling with (laughs) all this rain and snow, this really wet season. It feels we are now in another world. Uh, Tell us what has changed. According to climate scientist Daniel Swain, he's with the University of California, a dramatic transition in the tropical Pacific has been observed And it used to be, of course, we were hearing La Nina, and now it's becoming El Nino. So the the things that we want to look out for, the things that are changing in this new world that you're (laughs) referring to, is uh, possible extreme heat, dangerous tropical cyclones, and a real threat to our our fragile coral reefs. But I'll tell you, one thing for sure, last three years, it's been record-setting. It's been the warmest on record. Well, Steve, it seems like the warmer it gets in the oceans and atmospheres, globally, we receive more rain and snow. Is that true? It certainly looks like that right now. The state's average snow water equivalent of our snowpack right now, the average across the whole Sierra Nevada mountains, 236%. (laughs) That is excellent. Uh, Overall, it beat our 1982-1983 record. Northern California is 191%. Central Valley was 234 Then you go further south, Southern California, almost 300%. So as, as you go north, it becomes less. As you go south, it becomes more. So does that mean that our surface reservoirs are full? Uh, yeah. I mean, they're really in good shape. The reservoirs that we, we focus on up here in, in Northern California, especially Shasta and Oroville, both of those are well over 100% of their average average right now. Uh, I think it's 105% and the other one's 116%. Much to our surprise, however, the third largest reservoir in California, also in Northern California, it's called Trinity Lake, and they're only at 51% of their historic average. And that was measured on, on April 1st. And even though, you know, we hear, oh, the state, we had all this water. It's been a wonderful, wonderful year. That water, you know, it's distributed in different ways. And the far northern pieces of our state received less precipitation, uh, you know, from a relative basis. So so, uh, Trinity is a little different. Uh, Trinity in that area, it's heavily dependent on snowpack versus Shasta relies mostly on rainfall. That would be the difference. Well, Steve, uh, we'll talk about this in a, in a future time, but I was reading that Tulare Lake up in Northern California has reappeared. Uh, that's something to check into. Uh, check into that I, and I let will us do know that. about it, about lakes that have reappeared. That's a very interesting situation. It, it is. I believe uh, the Tulare Lake you're talking about is in the central California. It's in a farming area that's uh, used to be a wonderful place for birds to travel to and and life uh, was, was wonderful there, and, and it's gone through a dramatic change through the last 100 years uh, as a result of development and, and agriculture. Well, Steve, so it seems like the big question that is the elephant in the room, what is it? <laughs> is it, are we out of this drought? Yeah, that's that really is it. So, uh let's look at the overall picture, okay? Our precipitation delivery was exceptional this year. Nearly all our surface reservoirs are well above their historic averages this year. The soil moisture is recovered this year. That's great, too. Water, it's getting into the landscape vegetation this year. So as far as parched 
uh, countryside. We're not seeing any of that right now. Groundwater res- reservoirs in the Central Valley, uh, they're going to benefit this year. But the aquifer recovery in the central part of our state is, you know, characteristically, it's a very slow process. So it's, it will take many years for that to recover. We need a lot more of what happened this year to uh, benefit the, the aquifers in the Central Valley. Now, if we're talking about the foothill communities that use groundwater wells, they're likely to experience really healthy volumes of water in their wells. Now, some of the deeper wells up here uh, that have a more isolated geometry, uh, they're, uh, you know, from the ground surface, they may benefit this summer or they may not. It really depends on that geometry and how things work hydraulically. Now, here are some opinions about whether we're in a drought or not, right? That's what you're asking. Peter Gleek, he's the principal hydrologist at Pacific Institute. In fact, he created it, Pacific Institute. He said, uh, we had a lot of rain, but California water problems are not over. Then there's Caitlin Peterson. Uh, She's the associate director and research fellow at PPIC, which is the Public Policy Institute of California. She feels like this is a temporary temporary relief, all right? And then our governor, Governor Newsom, said, you know, mostly, but not completely. Now, lastly, uh, Pablo Ortiz Partida feels that drought is not over until all Californians can ha- access their human right to water, which actually would be a good uh, one of the one a good uh, point to to make there so in my view there is too much variability from one year to the next in precipitation and temperature here in california so for me i don't want to mislead you in answering that question (laughs) paul uh I'm going I'm, to, I'm removing drought when we're talking about the American West and today's needs, really. It's, it's not a good way to, to characterize it. The question that we really need to ask ourselves is, do we have an adaptive capacity to manage our water supplies? Okay, so all you listeners out there, think about it and go ahead and ask yourself the same thing. Do you have an adaptive capability or capacity to manage your personal water supply and other water needs that your chosen lifestyle leans on, okay? In other words, food, clothing, power, and commerce. And it can be accomplished. You need to answer that question, though. And I'd love to know what you're thinking. So, so please reach out to me. Uh, Steve, I have, I have one a question, if, yeah. if it's okay. You didn't talk at all about the water that comes from the Rocky Mountains that feeds our southern state. Uh, you know... What does it look like for that? I mean, that's a lot of water comes to California. Oh, well, no, that. that's true. Twenty uh, percent of the water in the Southern California region comes through the Colorado River. Comes from the Colorado River. I didn't want to uh, dampen the mood of such a wonderful, exceptional water here in Northern California. That's why I didn't mention it. Um, However, the Colorado Rockies, although in parts they had more water, hey, Lake Mead, Lake Powell, they're hugely in a deficit. It's it's not good. I, I really dread what's going to happen to Arizona since they're at the bottom of the food chain here as far as water rights goes uh, with uh, what's going on. I, I think with the, the, the slightly higher water year that even the West had, it will postpone for a short time the worst of things to come on the Colorado River. But now nah, the Colorado River is having a hard time. Our, our water demand on that river is huge, and uh, we just— even today, we don't have enough water flowing through there. That may be the elephant in the room. Gotcha. That's great. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. 
Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with our water guy on KVMR, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at water at operationunite.co.